Encounters of the first kind, seeing a UFO. Encounters of the second kind, seeing evidence, crop circles, things of that nature. Encounters of the third kind, making contact with extraterrestrials. Encounters of the fourth kind, abduction. Do you guys believe in aliens? I don't know. I do. There's, there's a lot out in this universe we don't know about yet. Guys, today we're going to talk about the fourth kind. This movie is, well, it's one hell of a ride. And uh, if you're willing to just kind of strap in and, and go go for it, man, it's there, there's a big payoff here. So without further ado, here we go. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I am John. I am your host. And as I said earlier, guys, we're going to do the fourth kind today. This is one of those movies that the uh, the people that actually watched the movie really enjoyed. Uh, and then the critics shit all over it. Um, and I I remember getting this movie uh, back when you had to order your DVDs off of Netflix. Uh, and that's the only time I ever watched it. And I do remember it being terrifying. Um. Rotten Tomatoes shits all over this. They're putting this at uh, at eighteen percent. Google users, on the other hand, again, they got my back, eighty nine percent. So this is something that people really liked, but the critics hated for whatever reason. And we're going to talk about it today, but I'm not really sure why it has the hate that it does. Um, but today we're going to keep it light on some beers as well. Uh, we're doing. Go oh God! I don't know if I can pronounce this one. Schaffer Hoffer. <laughs> it's a grapefruit Hefeweizen Radler. Um, yeah, so Radlers are really popular in Germany. Uh, liken it to a fruit beer over here. Uh, super low ABV, very easy to drink on a hot day. You're not going to get too messed up. Uh, this is only 3.2%, right? So I should be able to plow right through this, no problem. And I'm not going to lie, I did already have it. It is delicious. Uh, it's very, very, very good. So if you see this stuff, it's in a bright orange can. You can check it out. Uh, obviously, we post the beers every single week on uh, Instagram. And we are entertaining the idea of going... Uh, doing a video podcast. Obviously, the audio will still be available on all our platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple. But we might be making the transition to doing some um, some visual stuff. Uh, we got a really good review from the guys over at uh, the Horror Collective. Uh, so thank you, um, Joe, uh, for, for hooking us up with that. Um, so you're going to see us uh, kind of teaming up with those guys here in the near future, doing some joint reviews and whatnot. Uh, so pretty cool stuff happening over here at Little Hops of Horrors. Um, but anyway, uh, that's the first beer. Second beer we're doing is Country Boy. Country Boy is Shotgun Wedding. Uh, this one I scooped from uh, By the Barrel over in Weirton, West Virginia. Uh, again, really cool little beer store. Um, this is a brown ale with, and I had to double check because I had it written down incorrectly that it was a BA, like a bourbon aged brown ale. It's not, it's a brown ale with bourbon soaked vanilla beans. So curious to see if any of that flavor comes through. Um, oh, there's, there's Louie here. I'm going to have to pause this. Give me a second. Sorry about that. Uh, left the, left the little doggy out unattended, uh, <laughs> unattended, unsupervised and thought he'd be okay. But literally any, any noise, uh, that he hears, he just has to bark. Uh, so we got that under control. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. Okay, so where were we? We were talking about this uh, bourbon-aged vanilla bean something or other. 
Uh, sitting at 376 on untapped and it's 5.3%. So nothing too crazy today. Just, uh, just shaking it up. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about this, uh, this fourth kind movie based on true events. So again, we talk about that all the time that this is anytime I see that I get a little uneasy and this is a really unique, I think, uh, take on, on this. So they, they present the movie right off the bat with, uh, telling you that this is a dramatization of disappearances in Alaska. And, uh, you're presented with actors, you know, Mia uh, Djokovic, 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 the, the girl from the fifth element. <laughs> and she would, she did a couple other horror things too, but, um, I don't, did I just call her Djokovic? Like, <laughs> like the NBA player. No, that's not what I meant. Um, they, they, they tell you that this is a dramatization, essentially a reenactment and they're going to put together. There was a study, this, this, uh, this lady's a psychologist and she, went through some shit and did a documentary kind of style uh, recording of, of all of the things that, that happened, uh, all of these events. And during the movie, they, I think they did a really good job on this. Uh, they, they do the, you know, the, the movie itself and then they'll bring in next to it, the reenactment. So it really looks like you're, you're watching like, like almost like a found footage type film. Uh, it's not, obviously, but it has that kind of appeal. And when things start getting really, you know, escalated and you know, they start, you know, ramping up and everything, they kind of fade out the dramatization, like the movie take on it. And they just show you this raw footage. And some of it is very, very unsettling, uh, and very believable. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Let me get a little sip of this here, beer. And this is one of the things that the guys over at, uh, at the Horror Collective were talking about was that maybe I get to show you guys, you know, when I take a sip of beer. And you can see my reaction a little more. I can show you the beer. You can see if I'm actually even drinking beer. <laughs> I am, I promise. Uh, I'm sure you guys know that by now for me tripping over my words all the fucking time. But uh, yeah, without further ado, we're going to jump on in here. So as I mentioned, she's a psychologist. Her name's Abby. And, um, she's, she had recently gone through some stuff where she lost her husband and she's talking to another therapist about it. And they're, they're really big into this like hypnotherapy. Like they go under like hypnotized and they're able to pull, you know, more raw memories that way. And, you know, things that they can't quite remember accurately. So she went through some shit where, uh, her husband was murdered right next to her, uh, stabbed to death. Uh, and she can't recall, you know, what happened or how it happened or who did it or whatever. It's just like this big mystery. So they kind of jump uh, right into her moving into uh, Nome, Alaska. And this place is actually kind of fucking creepy. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of the movie. But you can you can look this place up. Um, there's a lot of disappearances and stuff that have happened in this. Like I said, this is based on a true story. Um, and so, well, based on true events. There we go. That's a better way to put it. Um, so she's a psychologist and she looks into, uh, you know, getting her work up and running up there. And she comes across a few patients, new patients. And these patients have one thing in common. They keep seeing an owl staring at them through their window at night. And they're having you know, a real hard time, um, you know, sleeping. They're, they're hearing weird sounds. They're getting, you know, 
it's just a really uneasy feeling. And if you look at some of these owls, you can see how the similarity between that and what we assume extraterrestrials look like. So, you know, that, that was kind of a neat take on like, they're definitely talking about, um, you know, uh, an alien. So they don't take too long to get moving in this. Um, again here, I just, I really just praise in my notes, uh, how much I really enjoyed this, this actual footage element that they implemented. You know, it, it, it's very cool. I think they did a really good job and I don't know why the critics, you know, shit on this. It's, it's not fair. Cause I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I'll give you the score at the end, but you already know I like it. We're only eight minutes in. So, uh, she's doing some, some of these therapy sessions and you have some of the, uh, some of the characters that aren't taking, you know, th there's obviously some trauma going on. They're having a hard time sleeping. They're having, you know, and when they start talking about it, they start freaking out. The one guy in particular, you know, is, is filmed climbing over this couch, like the therapy couch and screaming at whatever he sees and all this stuff. And so whatever they're encountering is, is very terrifying to these people. And I'm sure it would be terrifying for any one of us if we had to encounter whatever they do. Um, but being snatched out of your bed in the middle of the night by some other being and you have no control over it and they're living rent free in your head over, you know, God knows if they're still talking to you during the day or, you know, what. So the movie jumps again and uh, there's a 911 call of a woman screaming and it's, it's set up so that it, it's an actual 911 call, right? It sounds very realistic. This whole movie, they really did a good job at, at setting the, the stage here to make you believe that this happened and here's real footage from what happened. Um, so the woman on the phone is saying, you know, we need the doctor over here. Abby, you know, the psychologist and they get her over there and this is all shot through, uh, like a dash cam kind of, kind of, uh, angle. And there's the reenactment that the guy that, that climbed over the couch is, has his wife hostage and he's got a gun and he's shooting at the cops and he's trying, you know, he's like, they, you know, they're, they're in my head. I can't, I can't see this. I don't want you guys to see this stuff anymore. I can't deal with it. I can't get away from it. And, uh, well, he shoots his wife. He shoots his kids and he turns the gun on himself. So whatever he's seeing, whatever's, was, whatever's happening up here, it's bad enough to make you want to take your own life. Now, suicide is nothing to joke about. Obviously, if you guys are having any kind of thoughts like that, please reach out and talk to somebody. Um, I don't normally talk about stuff like this on um, you know, the podcast, but seriously, mental health is a, you know, it's not a joke. Uh, talk to somebody. So... We're going to jump back in here uh, after that brief little, you know, PSA, if you will. And we get down to the chief of police who just doesn't, he doesn't want to buy into any of this shit, right? He just wants to keep tossing this on the back burner. He doesn't think it's psychological. He doesn't think it's aliens. He doesn't want anything to do with it. So, ah, okay. Wow, this beer is really good. It's barely a beer. Yeah, they just put like juice in beer. So we're going to jump on the next one just so I have it ready. And I'll probably just switch back and forth between these two. But this grapefruit Rattler, man, it's it's just, it doesn't even taste like beer. It tastes like juice. Just like grapefruit juice with like a little bit of beer in it, like a beer cocktail. Pretty nice. So let's see how this um, brown ale aged on vanilla beans is. Well, I'll be damned. All right, so normally... 
you can, you can, okay. It, I gotta word this carefully when looking for like a barrel aged beer or something and you see something on the shelf for like two or three bucks, which is what this was. I think it was less than $3 to get this buyer beware. Nine times out of 10, it is not going to be good. You're going to be disappointed. You get what you pay for when you're in the barrel-aged beer game. Now, again, this isn't barrel-aged beer, but that goes, you know, the $5 beer is probably going to be better than the $3 beer. That's kind of the thing with most things, right? You know, tend to get better quality, but they got to charge more to, you know, give you that quality. Um, this was a pleasant surprise. The vanilla is really nice in this. I'm not a big brown ale fan because they're typically malty, and I don't like a lot of malt in my beer like that profile. Uh, but this is very muted and it's just kind of tastes like you're drinking like, well, like bourbon aged vanilla. This is really good. Yeah, I enjoy that. That's nice. It like uh, scratches the itch of like wanting like a pastry stout or something, you know, like if you want that flavor profile, that's nice for three bucks. See, and that's why we look for cool things and you, you try stuff because I had it in my head that I was going to hate this beer and I was going to shit all over it and I was wrong. This beer was great. Both of these beers are really good. Hell yeah. We're on to the next thing. All right. So she ends up, uh, Abby, our, uh, our psychologist friend, she dies back in and uh, she requests that uh, the guy that she was talking to about her husband's passing, uh, she's dealing with, you know, a lot of stuff right now with these recordings and, and all that stuff. So she requested he sits in on the next session and sees the unusual behavior of you know, the next victim, not victim, but uh, I guess the next patient, his name's Scott. He reappears uh, later in the movie and they put him on the couch and he starts, you know, uh, they, they put him under and they start talking and he just starts rambling and going on and doing this stuff. And he's, you know, gurgling like he's almost choking and he's flailing around on the couch. And it's like really traumatic. It's like, it's like kind of rough to watch, you know, that somebody would experience this when they're just trying to go through therapy. So they call him out of it and everything. And, you know, she says, you know, um, you know, you're okay. Are you, you okay to go back home? And he keeps talking about these owls, you know, like, you know, being in the house, like they're, which means they're aliens. <laughs> owls are not in the house. You know, these are aliens that, that he's, and he, he's kind of keeping his cards close to his hand or his hand close to his cards, how heart, whatever that saying is, he's fucking not telling everything. And, um, he just keeps kind of like going through these, like, motions of just kind of not hallucinating, but kind of just, you know, he's really fucked up. And that just seems to be the trend here that, that whatever's happening to these people, they're just, they're really messed up after it. So the session's over, they send her out, send him out and her assistant drops off a, uh, a tape, like an audio recording of Abby herself. And said, I don't know. Um, I guess she recorded herself sleeping. And, uh, actually I, I didn't miss how she got that part, but it, it looked like somebody just dropped it off or something, but it's an audio recording of Abby and, uh, something comes into her room and she's screaming. She's terrified. Uh, she picks up, there's some kind of language in the background, something screaming at her. And we always, I think sleeping, you're at your most vulnerable, like in real life, you know, and, uh, that's, you're powerless. So if something's in the house and you don't know, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it's just, it's just happening. And for some, so she doesn't know that any of this is happening. She doesn't know, she doesn't, she can't recall this incident. 
And so it starts kind of messing with her mentally as well. But I mean, she's again, screaming and genuinely terrified. And again, I like, I like how there's, there's a lot of you know, build up here, right? Of something to be afraid of, but they're not showing it yet. And because you're building it up in your head that, you know, it's got to be terrifying. It's got to be just the worst and most scary thing you've ever seen in your life. And whatever that is to you, you know, I think everybody kind of thinks of something that's scary. You know, it's not always, you know, a blanket statement or like a blanket, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's not what's scary to me isn't scary to you necessarily. Uh, so we all have that idea. And I think them not showing you what the alien looks like right away uh, or the extra threat or whatever's happening is uh, is nice and effective. All right. I got to go shut the giblets off here because we're having some chicken. So like mini Thanksgiving. So I got to hit pause. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. This pause button has been great. Maybe not so much for you guys, but it's been great for me because I have gotten into episodes where I've gotten like a half hour in and then I've stopped because of something dumb like that and I didn't want it to ruin. So I had to start all over. Okay. Anyway, what the hell were we talking about? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So some weird stuff happening with Abby now and uh, it's starting to affect her mentally and she has no idea what the hell it is. So she hears some kind of language on there and she's not exactly sure, um, you know, what it is. And she reaches out to an expert on ancient languages, calls him over and all this stuff in the midst of him, you know, deciphering what's going on. They get a call from Scott and this is where the movie really starts to dial it up here or Scott's wife to come over and see something's going on with Scott and they get there and he's got, it looks like he's, you know, like you would, if you had the flu, right? Like you're sweating, you're under blankets, you're not, you're not doing well. Something's going on here. So they're trying to figure out what's going on with him. See if they can pull anything. And they ask him, is it okay if we film this while we put you under? He agrees to it after a little bit of pushback. Cause he doesn't really want to go under again because of whatever's happening. They put him under Immediately, Scott sits upright and he's, you know, his mouth just goes to this unnaturally like wide, you know, angle where it just, it's something that a human shouldn't be able to do. And he starts like breathing in and, and making this really weird, almost like roar, like inhale roar. The can't, the tape, you know, the footage starts kind of like the tracking and it starts kind of rolling and it's, so you're not getting like an accurate picture of what's happening, but something really fucking terrifying is happening in here. And Scott begins screaming, except it's not Scott. It's something else. Something else is channeling through Scott and talking about things of, of being not of this world. And, and it almost looks like something out of, um, you know, an, an exorcism or, or something along those. Great. There's my, okay. I hate when I get that little fucking <laughs> notification that your connection's lost and then I panic and I look down. Okay, we're all good. But it looks like something out of a, like an exorcism film, right? That really uncomfortable, contorting, unnatural body position, unnatural body motions, all that stuff is happening and it's very unsettling. And after Scott or whatever is channeling through, Scott is done saying whatever it's saying in this inhuman, deep, robotic just it's a weird hard to describe voice uh in its ancient language uh 
whenever it's done saying whatever it is, it uh, it he falls to the ground or in back in bed, and that's it. The very next scene, Abby is shown tossing her fucking you know clothes and her luggage and all this stuff, and she's freaking the fuck out. Cop shows up. The cop from earlier in the movie who's just like, I don't want anything to do with your bullshit, psychological alien, anything like that, comes over to arrest her because she was the last doctor to see him. And now he's got like a broken spine because of everything that happened. And they think that she's responsible. The other psychologist happens to be there also and kind of stops this. So she ends up uh, going down on uh, house arrest. And it's kind of funny that we're talking about an alien movie and all this stuff about, you know, the government's talking about aliens being real again and whatnot. So I didn't do this on purpose. It's just, this has been a movie on my list for a long time. And I, I remember it scaring the shit out of me when I was younger. And when I saw it the first time and I figured, you know, I've watched God, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of movies since then, or maybe a thousand movies. I don't know. Hundreds of movies since then, especially horror movies. And I probably have a tolerance to them now that shouldn't affect me as much. Stay tuned to find out what I think at the end. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So we're back to the dash cam footage kind of thing because they end up staging uh, 24 hour surveillance outside of old, uh, old Abby's house and the cops in there. He falls asleep, yada, yada, wakes back up and there's something over the house that you can see very, very briefly because the dash cam starts messing up and all you can hear is the audio of the officer saying that he sees somebody getting sucked through the roof back up everybody comes down come up and they confront abby where's the little girl they took her they took her through the roof no where the fuck is she you you know you're doing this you're you're, this isn't good for your son they take her son from her Right, so this is becoming like very real, you know, consequences and very traumatic. And this woman is just like just trying to do her job, trying to help people. And they don't want, you know, whatever is is at play here, this bigger, larger power, you know, whatever it is, is is just hell bent on ruining her life or ruining the lives of the people in this area for whatever reason. So she, you know, they take her son, she can't find her daughter, and she's trying trying to figure out how, what she has to do to get to the bottom of this. So she talks to her um, her uh, colleague, the, the guy from earlier, who's been trying to help her through therapy. And they have a little, uh, well, they have another session. And she begins reliving this, this experience. Um, not the one with, uh, not the one with her husband, but the one from the tape that they, uh, that she mysteriously, you know, got and was listening to and doesn't know what happened to her. And she starts going through this thing. She's crying. She's kind of screaming And there. Again, it goes from the dramatization to just her, uh, on the couch in real time. And the actress that does this is, is very good. She's very convincing. I mean, the actual doctor itself, cause this was definitely 100% real. She starts convulsing, similar to what Scott was doing, you know, just these unnatural body movements, you know, and these, this contortion and all this crazy, you know, and the screams start again, very similar to what uh, Scott was dealing with. And uh, the camera starts going nuts and you get like little clips, little like just quick snippets of, of what she looks like. And 
this part is is terrifying because this thing is talking through Abby and Abby's having a full-blown conversation with it at the same time. Where is my daughter? Where is this? What are you doing? And it just keeps, you know, spitting out whatever the fuck it's saying, you know, in this this language. It just keeps talking about being God and destroyer of worlds and all this other stuff. And uh, it's very unnerving. Not something you'd ever want to hear. <laughs> Not something you'd ever want to see either. Um, and then it stops and she collapses. And this was so powerful and terrifying that it shows just the, uh, you know, the, her slumped over and like her mouth kind of like hanging down like an, like it, like her jaw might have gotten dislocated. The two doctors walk over. Uh, the the professor, the guy that does the language, and her colleague, the other psychologist, walk over. And uh, are you okay? What's going on? Hey, what is this in her mouth? And she wakes back up, but it's not her. It's the alien. Something happens, and you don't see it again. Something happens with the camera. Shit goes weird. I don't know if like windy stuff happened in the room, you know, like that kind of effect. But uh, the next thing you see is the camera on the floor, and you don't hear anything. So that kind of would have been a cool place to end it. Like you could have just you know, done a, done an unhappy ending and not that it was a happy ending anyway. Um, but you know, she, they cut to the, the, the interview, right? So the whole, whole purpose of this movie was there was a guy who worked for a university who heard about her story and wanted her to tell her side of the story. That's it. And so they cut after that is done. Um, they got to her and they ask, you know, what else had happened? And she finds out that her husband did take his own life um, by a gun. There was no other person in the room. So they kind of start kind of pushing the mentally unstable uh, angle on her. And, you know, that, that maybe her, cause she, you know, she was freaking out saying like, he wouldn't have done that. I was a psychologist. I would have seen the signs, you know, all this stuff. and. Um, it just goes to show, man, you don't know what people are going through. So I know everybody says that and it's kind of cliche, but you don't. Um, again, you're having, having issues. Talk to somebody, you know, everybody needs to, I do, you know, I think everybody is good for you. There's, there's things you, you need to tell somebody with, without being judged or anything like that. Just get it off your chest and, and you feel a lot better than carrying it all around. Um, and I, there's a little message in that movie about this, but we get to the end of the movie here. We this was a quick review. Um, I don't know, twenty six minutes. Um, we get to the end of this movie, and uh, it's her in the interview, and she talks about, you know, um, she's been discredited. She's, you know, banned from everything, um, and made out to just be this villain because of everything that happened to her. But, you know, they the world and, and society looks at her as like this, this, you know, careless mom that just, you know, got rid of her daughter and her, her son doesn't want anything to do with her anymore. You know, this is several years later, he's old enough and he's still just, you know, he's estranged or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much the movie there. And I had to look it up. Okay, because I saw that this was based on true events, and I'm like, this is an incredible fucking story. I am very scared of aliens now, which I wasn't before, but I'm very afraid of them right now. I'm also very intrigued that this story was like, this movie was so well done and it was so believable. 
uh, at least to me. And because um, they really went to great lengths to like set this up. And, and so I looked up some articles and I found out that it was fake. I was like, okay. But people did go missing. Uh, but none of them are thought to, you know, have, have, you know, been abducted or anything like that. It's just like drunk people dying of exposure or careless campers or hikers or something like that. And this was just a, uh, a bad look on the town. The town got kind of mad about this. <laughs> I heard, uh, <laughs> and, um, the end of the movie is, is kind of a nice touch. And I, I don't know if these are real 911 calls or if they're just, uh, you know, like the rest of the movie, just kind of just there for, you know, to be there. Uh, they do 911 calls, uh, people seeing UFOs, you know, like, oh, I don't know what I saw, but it was a big shiny object up in the air. I'm a trucker on I-80 or whatever fucking road. And just people talking about like lights in the air and they just, you know, they really lean into this and they, they want you to just, you know, believe. And that's, that's it. Um, I watched it again and it, and it left me uneasy, uh, even though I knew it was 100% fake. I knew it was 100% a movie. It was a fake movie. None of this happened. None of these people, but just the way that they, they did this, um, really, really well done. And, uh, kudos to the, to the director whose name I cannot pronounce and I'm not going to try. Um, oh, I don't know if I should do it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's right. That's the first 10 out of 10 that we've had on this show. Um, I don't really see anything wrong with the movie. Uh, I think they did a really good job on all of this. Um, I'm going to have to revisit it now that I have it. it. It's it's hard to find. You have to rent this. It's not on any streaming service. I scooped this from a, a local, like, you know, secondhand video store kind of thing. And, um, man, I'm glad I did. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, so we had some good beers today. We had some, you know, it was a nice surprise. Um, nice surprise in the movies and everything. So all in all, you know, this is a pretty good day. Uh, next week is going to be Saw. Yeah, James Wan's, uh, well, movie that kicked off a, a whole franchise. They're still fucking, it's like the Fast and Fury saga of fucking horror movies. You know, we're at 10 now <laughs> for Saw X, whatever the fuck. I don't know, Fast X and Saw X, same thing. So I think this is another franchise that people either love it or hate it. And we're going to talk about the first one, the one that started it all. Um, I also bought like the the box set of that. So I have like the other, all of the other ones. I don't know if we're going to review all of them. We'll definitely do the second one at least. But uh, we'll see where we end up, you know, dipping out on that. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the podcast. And again, thank you for all the support. Be sure to check us out on our usual, you know, yada, yada, Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcast. We're on Google Podcast. Um, and hopefully in the coming weeks, we can figure out how to get my fat ass and my my made-for-radio face up on, uh, up on YouTube. So if you guys, for some reason, want to see me do this stuff, you'll be able to do that too. But I got to work on my studio here because it is not ready for <laughs> anybody else to see. So... All right, next week, like I said, we're doing uh, we're doing saw. But until then, uh, go have some nice beers, relax, and uh, cheers.